Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. My son has not made money in terms of this thing about, uh, what are you talking about, China. I have not had, a, the only guy made money from China is this guy. He's the only one. Nobody else has made money from China. Well, for about the fifth or sixth time, we have ironclad proof that Joe Biden was lying. I mean, we're getting to the point that whenever his lips are moving, that's kind of the situation. So Hunter Biden, uh, it all went south for him yesterday in that Delaware courtroom. Uh, a big setback for him, maybe even a rebuke. A lot of us on our side, we were amused. We were encouraged that we might see real accountability. But there was some substance here that was fascinating. We learned some things, I mean, and stuff that vindicates us. Not that we really needed vindication, but you know what they say about us. We're crazy or MAGA. We're uh, MAGA extremists, uh, conspiracy theorists. First, Hunter Biden did say he was guilty initially. The court, the judge, are you pleading guilty of your own free will because you are, in fact, guilty? The defendant, that's Hunter Biden. Yes, Your Honor. Yes, he's guilty. All right. Now I got to show you what the prosecutor lays out, and he did it in open court yesterday, all right? It's a little bit long, but it's good. It's important. He's guilty of this. During the calendar year of 2017, Biden earned substantial income, including just under $1 million from a company he formed with the CEO of a Chinese business conglomerate, $666,666 from his domestic business interests and approximately $664,000 from a Chinese infrastructure investment company. <laughs> and he's guilty. And he did it. And he knows he did it. Joe knew he did it. Joe, there's no way he didn't. Because why did Joe go around bragging about how well he knew President Xi? Doesn't it all make sense? He was recruiting clients for Hunter. And at one point, it became like muscle memory for him. He couldn't stop bragging. I've spent more time with Xi Jinping in China than any world leader has. When I was vice president all the way through to now, over 78 hours with him alone. Wow. Eight, nine of those hours on the phone and the others in person, I'm traveling 17,000 miles with him around the world. Wow. I spent more time with Xi Jinping than anybody, any other head of state. All right. So this and kind of exaggeration, this is targeted at rich Chinese businessmen, potential customers. And who do you see if you want to do business in China? Hunter would be great. Remember, he talks to his dad every single night. You know, it was great yesterday. The judge, uh, Judge Norelka, uh, she was fantastic, although I think there's going to be a lot of pressure. So I'm a little bit worried about what happens next. But for now, quite frankly, the left and the right, happy. I give great credit to this judge. The judge uh, really was on top of this. And the judge is being 
extra, extra careful here and wants to make sure that there's no controversy. They put the judge in an uncomfortable position and both sides should have anticipated that that was going to be a place that a federal judge would not want to be. The judge smelled a rat. Plain and simple, the judge could tell that this is a weird deal. No precedent whatsoever. And the allegations, the crimes that he's ready to commit to, plead guilty to, very serious. She says, I have concerns about the constitutionality of this provision. That gives me concerns about the constitutionality of this agreement. I think I might need a little bit more on this because it is confusing me. I read the thing, too. It was confusing. Uh, the prosecutor, I would say, uh, I would also say, Your Honor, we're not asking the court to rubber stamp anything. <laughs> the judge, it certainly sounds like it. Tell me again what you think my role is for a plea. Um, it was so great that she was asking these questions, but there will be enormous pressure on her. They're all going to go back in about a month. And you know what? People are saying to her right now, maybe even colleagues on the bench, retired judges, if you continue like this, well, MAGA right-wing extremists are going to be applauding you. And you know what those guys did, right? January 6th and all that stuff. You know, that's what they do. They call us MAGA right-wing extremists. They, they don't understand us. And people actually say this nonsense out loud. Formerly respected people like Judge Ludig, still bitter that he didn't make the Supreme Court. This, oh, by the way, used to be a conservative. Donald Trump and his allies and supporters are a clear and present danger to American democracy. See, it worries me that somebody like him is going to call up the judge and she's going to start feeling pressure because there are people who actually think that, say that, maybe they're, I don't know, did they watch the fake news too much? We're not a threat to American democracy, you, me. What's the problem with uh, being MAGA, huh? Uh, strong borders, hmm? um, legal immigration, Second Amendment, what else? Not getting into foreign wars and losing them. And if we do get into a war, it better be necessary and we better win. Less taxes, less regulation, no drag queens in the school. Is this a threat to democracy? Of course not. They are lying about us. And speaking of lying and liars, Hunter looks to me like he told a few fibs, at least in the court yesterday. The prosecutor did outline very serious charges against the guy that he was ready to plead guilty to, and they're straightforward. People can understand them. A jury can understand them. He made millions and millions and millions of dollars, and he did not pay taxes willfully. Everybody knows they're due in April, and he didn't pay. He might have filed for an extension, but he didn't pay. You're still supposed to pay. And even when the extension was up, he still didn't pay, and he did it on purpose, and he had the money. He was getting all kinds of money from all kinds of people, and he had the money to pay, but he wouldn't. That's a crime, and it's serious. And who do they pick on? Donald Trump. Donald Trump might be invited for the third time tomorrow. The third time. Now, that is insane. And when you compare what Hunter is accused of to what Donald Trump, I mean, you just heard this stuff. How does this compare? I just want to find uh, 11,780 votes, which is one more that we have, 
because we won the state. I only need 11,000 votes. Fellas, I need 11,000 votes. Give me a break. <gasps> That's not a crime. You're allowed to complain to election officials about an election. He didn't say create the votes. He didn't say make them up. He said find them. You're still counting. Find them. You're probably out there. And if you can't find, that's not a crime. You're allowed to say things in America. You're also allowed to report income as income to the IRS and to tax authorities. You know what he's also accused of? In order to complete the scheme, they plan to mischaracterize the repayments to Mr. Cohen as income to the New York State tax authorities. He was, they were reporting money as income to the tax authorities. Did you hear that? In order to complete the scheme, they plan to mischaracterize the repayments to Mr. Cohn as income, income to the New York State tax authorities. I've heard of evading income taxes by hiding income, but they're reporting money as income, and they're trying to make a crime about that. Where was Joe today, and what's Joe doing? The White House saying no pardon whatsoever. He was inappropriate this time with, uh, I think, the Italian prime minister. Is that who that is? Did you see how he grabbed her hand? Uh, Joe, we've been talking to you about this. You're not supposed to do stuff like that, all right? You're just, and made her very uncomfortable, made people watching uncomfortable as he goes around promoting... Bidenomics. Is it, is it my imagination or is this kind of going away? Did they realize it was a total and complete flop? Have you ever heard of Miranda Devine and her book, Laptop from Hell? Absolutely required reading, I believe, uh, for anybody who wants the truth about all of this. She writes a column for the New York Post and man, oh man, she has some great definitions of Bidenomics. Let's go through them. Bidenomics means Everyone has to pay their fair share of tax, unless your name is Hunter Biden. Bidenomics is when $8.3 million of your foreign income is examined by investigators in Delaware for potential illegal foreign lobbying, money laundering, and tax felonies for five years. But all you end up with is a cozy plea deal on two misdemeanor tax counts. Bidenomics is when you earn at least $1.3 million as an amateur first-time artist of dubious talent, selling paintings to buyers who include a Democratic donor who your powerful father appointed to a prestigious government sinecure. Bidenomics is when you send a menacing WhatsApp message to your Chinese business partners, informing them that you are sitting here with your powerful father, and then a few days later, they send $5.1 million to your bank accounts. Bidenomics is when you claim $10,000 dues for a sex club on your tax returns as expenses for your consulting business. Bidenomics is when you convince your baby mama you are so broke she has to take a 75% cut in child support payments while you fly around in a pal's private jet and live between a $20,000 a month spread in Malibu and the White House. Bidenomics is... 10% for the big guy. Bidenomics is when you have seven grandchildren, but you tell everybody you only have six. And Bidenomics is when your out-of-control German shepherd attacks Secret Service personnel at least 10 times in three months, but you never even have to pay for their medical bills or torn clothing or even buy a muzzle for the dog. Bidenomics, huh? Must be good to be a Biden. No, actually, it's pretty crummy. We're all finding out about them. They shouldn't have done this. And they were so touchy about it. I mean, regular people knew. We all knew. All the way back in 2019, Joe's running for president. Hunter is busy not paying his taxes and spending crazy amounts of money. And he's denying the whole thing.
No one has said my son has done anything wrong. I did not on any occasion, and no one has ever said it. Not I didn't one say you were doing anything wrong. I you said, said I set up my son to work in an oil company. You know what you said? I Get your word straight, Jack. That's December of 2019. This covers the period. This is part of the law breaking that was happening while he's yelling indignantly. My son did absolutely nothing wrong. And then, as he does, when he knows he's guilty, he gets very, very aggressive. Look, the reason I'm running is because I've been around a long time and I know more than most people know. And I can get things done. That's why I'm running. And you want to check my shape on it, let's do push-ups together, man. Let's do, let's run. Let's do whatever you want to do. Let's take my you hear that last part? Let's, let's do an IQ test. An IQ flashback, 1987. Remember when Joe was bragging about all the colleges he went to but didn't actually go, all the awards he got and he didn't actually receive? He was yelling at somebody and he challenges him to an IQ contest. What law school did you attend and where did you place in that class? And the other question oh, is, man. could you quickly, I, I think we all I, I think I probably have a much higher IQ than you do, I suspect. I went to law school on a full academic scholarship, the only one in my, in my class uh, to have a full academic scholarship. In the first year in law school, I decided I didn't want to be in law school and ended up in the bottom two-thirds of my class and then decided I wanted to stay, went back to law school, and in fact ended up in the top half of my class. I won the international moot court competition. I was the outstanding student in the political science department at the end of my year. I graduated with three degrees from undergraduate school and 165 credits, only need 123 credits, and I'd be delighted to sit down and compare my IQ to yours if you'd like, Frank. Just like that guy in Iowa, 1987. Let's compare our IQs. Well, shortly after that, Joe had to drop out of the presidential race in disgrace because everything he said was a lie. And you know what? That was the right thing to do. And I think the right thing to do now would be to resign. We'll be right back. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen. So another bogus charge against President Trump related to the document situation. Let's go to Kilmeny Ducart, Newsmax's Kilmeny Ducart on Capitol Hill with more. Good evening, Greg. More charges levied against the former president in Jack Smith's investigation of Trump's handling of classified documents. This superseding indictment adds obstruction charges against the former president and willful retention of documents. It alleges that Trump asked a staffer to delete surveillance footage at Mar-a-Lago in an effort to obstruct the probe. Carlos de Oliveira, who is currently employed by Trump, reportedly told another employee that, quote, the boss wanted the server deleted and inquired as to how long that footage would be kept in the system. He's been added to the obstruction conspiracy charge. Now, a spokesperson for the former president releasing this statement in response, saying this is nothing more than a continued desperate and flailing attempt by the Biden crime family and their Department of Justice to harass President Trump and those around him. Deranged Jack Smith knows that they have no case and they're looking for any way to salvage their illegal witch hunt and to get someone other than Donald Trump to run against 
crooked Joe Biden. Well, this is not what we expected today. Lawyers for the former president meeting earlier at the special counsel's office here in Washington, D.C., where a third indictment appears imminent. This time it's Jack Smith's investigation that has centered around interference in the lawful transfer of power after the 2020 presidential election. Smith is reportedly focused on alleged scheme involving false electors when the former president challenged states that Biden won. Now, we know the former president, uh, more than a week ago, he received that target letter forecasting an indictment. It referred to three federal statutes pertaining to the deprivation of rights, conspiracy to defraud government, and tampering with a witness. Uh, Republican Congressman Matt Gates says he plans to introduce legislation to defund Jack Smith's investigation into the former president. And we've seen quite a bit of reaction to the collapse of Hunter Biden's plea deal amid accusations from House GOP members that there is a two-tiered system of justice uh, within the Justice Department. And again, we'll be hearing more as the House Oversight Committee ramps up its investigation into the Biden family next, next week. Hearing testimony from Devin Archer, a former Hunter Biden business associate, and again, later in late August or September, we'll be hearing from the U.S. attorney in Delaware, David Weiss, amid whistleblower accusations that the Justice Department interfered in their investigation into Hunter Biden. I switched. I switched. I switched. I switched to Newsmax. 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 Have you made the switch? You bet I did. My whole family switched. Millions are switching to Newsmax. You should too. In 2010, our debt was $13 trillion. Gold was $1,000 an ounce. Today, $32 trillion and $2,000 an ounce. So now that we have $1 trillion in interest payments annually, another $1 trillion on defense, do we really think the spending is going to slow down? A surging national debt is bullish for gold. Bloomberg stated gold appears as a caged bull awaiting a catalyst. The oncoming commercial real estate crisis will be that catalyst. $1.5 trillion in interest-only loans are coming due, and with vacancies, plunging valuations, and higher interest rates, more companies are just going to walk away. It's no wonder Google searches for how to buy gold hit record levels in 2023. It's as simple as calling Patriot Gold Group today, by the way. Find out why they are an A-plus consumer affairs top-rated gold and silver company nationwide. Call the proud Americans at Patriot Gold today before it's too late. Mention Newsmax and you'll get best-in-class service from Patriots protecting Patriots. Patriot Gold Group has no fee for life IRA where your IRA or 401k can be physical gold and silver. Call 888-309-9181. That's 888-309-9181 and get a free investor guide today. Patriot Gold Group is Consumer Affairs top rated gold IRA dealer for six years in a row. Call now. 888-309-9181. Protect your retirement with the Patriot Gold Group. So the ludicrous charges and indictments keep piling up against President Trump. Uh, what else keeps piling up? His poll numbers and his fundraising. Look, it looks like he'll be indicted again tomorrow. We'll see. Uh, they just upgraded another charge against him a little while ago. Mar-a-Lago. Mar Can you believe it? What they did there? Now they're saying that, uh, well, what are they saying? <laughs> he deleted, he directed somebody to delete security footage. Maybe he was walking around in this bathrobe. It's his house for crying out loud. 
Let's bring in Peter Navarro, former Trump White House trade advisor, author of In Trump Time, a journal of America's plague years. He's also been on the wrong side of the Justice Department. That's a badge of honor these days. And Mike Davis, founder and president of the Article 3 Project. Actually, Mike, first to you. Uh, should we be worried? Uh, what is is there a backstop for President Trump is, uh, you know, the Supreme Court? Is that his last great hope? Where is this going? I mean, I'm getting a little nervous. Yeah, isn't this amazing? We have a Democrat friendly judge torpedo uh, the Biden Justice Department's sweetheart deal with Hunter Biden yesterday, where they're trying to cover up tens of millions of dollars and foreign bribe foreign bribes and other corruption to President Joe Biden. And so what happens today? Jack Smith brings a superseding indictment against Trump and even one of Trump's maintenance workers over Trump's fight with Biden's librarians and other bureaucrats over his presidential records, which he's allowed to have under the Presidential Records Act. The backstop is the election in November of 2020, uh, 2024, the American people need to put President Trump back in the White House so we can end this Democrat lawfare against him. I love it, but it looks like they want to put him in jail first in this trial that could happen in Washington if they indict him again. Peter, what are you thinking? Look, the noise here is all the charges they're going to throw at the wall on Trump. The signal is this is simply an attempt to stop Trump from being elected in 2024. In my view, it's seditious conspiracy. This has been going on for a very long time, going back to 2016 and the Russia hoax. And to put it in an international context, Greg, you have Bolsonaro, the Trump of Brazil, no longer able to run for political office based on rulings from a hostile judiciary. And you got the same thing going on in Pakistan with the Trump of Pakistan. The judiciary again took that guy out. This is fascism. This is Stalin's Russia. This is Beria, who was Stalin's deputy premier. Show me the man, I'll show you the crime. And it's Xi Jinping who's making tycoons in China disappear now on almost a nightly basis. Signal is it's simply election interference at, at, at best, seditious conspiracy at worst. And uh, we've got to stand up to this. In 2024, as Mike Davis said correctly, that's our backstop. If we can put up documents, charges, two, CNN Trump docs, charges, two, the prosecutors allege that two Trump employees, Walt Nauta and Carlos D. Oliveira, uh, <laughs> attempted to delete security camera footage at Trump's Mar-a-Lago resort after the Justice Department issued a subpoena for the footage. I notice they don't have communication records from Trump on this. I mean, talk about absurd. I mean, it's one thing to have a debate about documents, but now they want cameras from inside his own home, uh, footage from inside his his own home. You mentioned we, we agree this is ridiculous, but on the merits, can you take us through it, Mike? Does that does that mean anything? Well, I mean, what they're trying to do is charge Trump for espionage for the non-crime of a former president having his presidential records, which is allowed by the Presidential Records Act. And then they're trying to charge obstruction and conspiracy on top of this. If the, if the Biden Justice Department, Department cares so much about protecting our national security and classified records, President Biden had five sets of stolen classified yeah. records moved several times, accessible by his Chinese agent, and almost certainly used 
by Hunter Biden to secure tens of millions of dollars in right. foreign bribes and other corruption. And it was unguarded for years. These are guarded records in the office of former president, guarded by the Secret Service. Hey, if I could, do me a favor, put up the New York Times headline. I think this is uh, fantastic from 2006 because they're trying to fool a lot of people about classified documents because most people don't get to see classified documents. But in the swamp, it's a totally different situation uh, that President Bush... He did this. He authorized an aide to disclose classified intelligence on Iraqi weapons. That came as no shock to official Washington. The leaking of secrets has long been a favored tool of policy debate, political combat, and diplomatic one-upsmanship. Peter, you know, they're trying to say, oh, we showed a classified document to some people at the, at the club. But... People in the swamp know about classified documents. They're counting on people yeah. outside the swamp to be intimidated, novice, and be like, oh, my gosh, this sounds like the worst thing in the world. Well, well Mike Davis is correct. It's a non-crime. Every document that was at Mar-a-Lago, President Trump had every right to have there, which is very different from what both Vice President Biden did and Vice President Pence did taking stuff. Only a president has the authority to declassify whatever the heck he wants. Again, I get back to let's not get caught up in the noise. There's going to be all these bogus charges. People are going to debate those. But the real debate is this. It's like they are trying to stop President Trump from running for office. Yeah. The best case for them is put him in jail and that stops him in his tracks. Barring that, they want to just throw throw so much mud on him uh, that he that, that the electorate will turn against him. It's yeah. that's absolutely backfiring. Uh, but the, the the last thing I'll say about this Jack Smith at the DOJ, what 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 fries my boat here is this guy. We've already spent two million dollars in taxpayer money on security for him and his family. Meanwhile, around this country, they're defunding police. And everybody who's like an ordinary citizen is at greater risk from crime and violence. And, and the right. juxtaposition of that kind of thing. Peter, I got to go. I got to go. What? But you know why they're paying all that money to, uh, to besmirch MAGA? Like, oh, he's got to be afraid of MAGA. You know, MAGA is such a threat. Uh, it's fake news. Peter Navarro, thank you. Mike Davis, thank you. Check out the Article 3 project. We'll be right back. So, Joe Biden, I mean, we all know he's compromised. You can see it. You can see it from space. And a lot of Republicans in Washington, D.C., they know it. They may shake their heads. They may mutter. But they haven't done too much. Except our next guest, Congresswoman Lauren Boebert, already initiated impeachment proceedings against President Biden. And she did so uh, more than a month ago. Congresswoman Boebert, Republican of Colorado, welcome back to Newsmax. How are you? Greg, I am great. It is wonderful to be back with you. Many thanks. So listen, uh, you were onto something. I think you were kind of getting him, though, for not securing the border. Uh, could you expand and tell us where you are in the process? Absolutely, Greg. So certainly the wide open borders are uh, our grounds for impeachment of Joe Biden and his dereliction of duty to faithfully execute our nation's immigration laws. Uh, but we were having an investigation that was taking place into the corruption, into the bribery uh, that we are now uncovering through the oversight committee. Uh, we had the FD 1023s that we had to read in a secured skiff uh, that the American people were not allowed to see. These were unclassified documents and members 
members of Congress were required to go into a secured setting just to view these documents. And uh, we were putting all of these pieces together. We've now had the criminal investigative uh, whistleblowers from the IRS come and testify before the IRS committee, corroborating the, the information that we have gathered through uh, thousands of pages of bank records. And this right here, Greg, is the most powerful grounds that we have to impeach Joe Biden. We now know that Hunter Biden would dial in his father, then Vice President Biden, on speakerphone into calls with his overseas business partners to close shady deals. Despite three years of lies, Beijing Biden not only knew about Hunter's corrupt foreign business deals, but he was in the room. And, and so this is something that we absolutely have to um, have accountability for. Greg, I'm actually very disappointed that we are going into August recess right now. Um, maybe it's so we can reset um, Mitch McConnell, uh, but uh, we need to be here and impeaching uh, Joe Biden not going back home and, and taking a break. Do you sense that Democrats, uh, and I'm sure they, they wouldn't say this out loud, but you're there, you're around them, and that there, there's been a shift, that there has been, there's a recognition now that, wow, this guy, I mean, for, for, put the party aside, the circumstantial evidence, forget the circumstantial evidence, the direct evidence of, 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 of corruption is there. Any shift, do you sense it? So I, I do feel that there is a shift in the Democrat Party. They know that Hunter Biden is going down after uh, the judge smelled a rat and said this uh, this sweetheart plea deal has got to go. Uh, she threw that out the door. Uh, the judge threw that out the door. And uh, and and I think that Democrats are seeing clearly the big guy was in on Hunter's schemes to bag tens of millions of dollars from China and Russia and Ukraine and Romania and other foreign adversaries. Uh, the Burisma Energy company owner um, was on the December call with Joe and Hunter and, and uh, allegedly paid each $5 million, bribed them with $5 million. It's very difficult for anyone, especially Democrats, uh, to try to ignore this hard evidence that we have. They're looking for something spicy. And if they really want something spicy, maybe they should just dig into Hillary Clinton's purse and find some hot sauce. <laughs> okay. What is your life like? You know, uh, you are, I think it's safe to say, almost household name famous, you know, national. And this has not been your life for all that long. You, you, you got there, what, in 2021, right? 2020. 2020. Yeah, 2020. 2021. Elected in 2020 yeah. into January 2021. So <laughs> have you been able to catch your breath ever? And, and seriously, what is that like going from, you know, not very long ago, if you went to an airport, say, in Detroit, where you don't live, nobody would recognize you. Now, everywhere you go, <laughs> people probably have something to say. What's that like? Yes. Uh, well, Greg, when I'm in airports, um, I have the uh, Clark Kent uh, uh, mantra and I take off my glasses and then I just get people who seem uh, a little confused and look at me uh, with a familiar gaze rather than uh, approach me. Uh, but you know what? Um, all of that aside, I am here to get our country back on track. I'm here to bring common sense back, back to Washington, D.C. We hit the ground uh, running in January to make sure we can make fundamental historic changes to, way, to the way this town operates. America hates Congress. And I am here to fix it and get it right. So um, all, all of all of that other stuff aside, um, I'm doing my part to step up and serve my country and ensure that my children and my children's children, because after all, I am a GG nowadays, uh, have a secure and free country to uh, raise their children in. Would you say you're a what these days nowadays? Uh, 
I'm a, I'm a GG, Greg. Um, I have a three-month-old grandson. Oh, wow. Wow. You're yes. a grand... Gra wow. Damn. Darn. <laughs> uh, that, that is surprising. Um, forgive me, but uh, you're not yet 40 years old, right? So, no, I'm not. Uh, my, my son told me it's hereditary in our family to have your first at 18. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> what a Clever kid. little one, isn't he? Hey, if you don't mind, uh, this great moment, and uh, I want to know if there's what happened as a result of it. It was back when everyone was debating Kevin McCarthy. Let's take a look. We have not experienced this in the two years that we have served here in Washington, D.C. This is the most debate that has taken place, and I love it. I love the conversations that are going on on the floor, in the cloakroom, in the halls. There's nothing extreme. There's nothing unreasonable. Did that take? I mean, is there more of it after that? That was really a great moment. The Mrs. Smith goes to Washington, whatever. But, you know, was there a change afterwards? Uh, there's absolutely been a change. Um, we certainly had five months of unity. Uh, the, the, the Republican conference was extremely unified and we were passing meaningful legislation. We were coming together. Unfortunately, the debt ceiling was a four to six trillion dollar mistake. Uh, that deal ended up uh, being finalized behind closed doors. Many of us re uh, opposed it. We even had more Democrats supporting it than we had Republicans voting in favor for that horrible deal. But um, now it, it opened up an amazing opportunity opportunity for all um, facets of the Republican conference to come together, come to the table, have meetings and discussions about the way we're going to fund our government. Appropriations are coming up. We just passed the Milcon VA uh, appropriations, which funds our uh, funds Veterans Affairs. Every House Democrat voted against that legislation today, and they're saying that Republicans are going to shut down the government. Uh, government, the, the Republicans aren't shutting down anything. If there is a government shutdown, um, it's a BS shutdown. It's a Biden-Schumer shutdown. Congressman Lauren Boebert, we thank you. Republican of Colorado to be continued. Check her out on social media. She's great, at Rep Boebert. And, uh, of course, uh, easy to find on Capitol Hill. Uh, but be nice. Thank you very much. We'll be right back. I would say uh, uh, our, our country should be more fearful um, of, of, of white men across our country because they are actually um, causing uh, most of the deaths within this country. So this came to light today. I thought it was I was hoping it was a deep fake artificial intelligence. But no, it looks like she actually said that that horribly ignorant racist comment. Yes, about white men. Elon Omar, everybody, the Democrat from Minnesota, who is advocating for more fear and more hate. How about that? She issued a warning about white men. Hey, you know who's already feeling the heat big time in America? White women. This Karen thing is not stopping. If you uh, have the nerve to report a suspicious person lurking in your building's uh, lobby, you could be canceled. Or some creep in the park starts hassling you about your dog and threatening you and your dog, and you call the cops like any normal person would do. If you're a white woman, you could be canceled. But how about that? A member of the United States Congress calling for fear against a race and gender. I wonder what FDR, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, would have thought of that. Remember his message? Let me assert my firm belief that the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Our country should be more fearful 
um, of, of, of white men across our country because. <laughs> wow. Uh, can you imagine if she said that about black people, if a white person said that about black people? They try to arrest the individual. Anyway, very, very wrong and sad, too. Next. You know what I'd like to do? I'd like him to go back to the State Department, or as they call it, the Deep State Department, if you don't mind. I'd like to have him go back and uh, do his job. So does anybody have any question? The Deep State Department. It was funny, and it was true. There is a deep state. It is real. It is the permanent governing class of this country, uh, both in government and uh, academia, media. And you can, in government, though, it's, it's really intense. I mean, we have 537 elected representatives and 7.8 million employees. Who do you think is going to be in charge? All right. Who's ultimately in charge? You know who knew all about the deep state? Um, Richard Nixon, President Richard Nixon. And here he is with Bill Clinton in the early 1990s. And a recently declassified letter from Richard Nixon to his ultimate successor, uh, the 37th president with the 42nd president, he sent him a letter warning him about the deep state. I am sending this report to you directly rather than through State Department channels because I learned during my years in the White House that the best decisions I made, such as the one to go to China in 1972, were made over the objections or without the approval of most of the career foreign service officers. If you have not already done so, you will find that foreign service officers are seldom ignorant, but almost always arrogant. When they see a report from an outsider, they invariably react by saying, we knew that there's nothing new in it. Or at the other extreme, this is interesting, but we want to study it which they proceed to do until it is forgotten. This is great stuff. I would urge you always to remember that foreign service officers get to the top by not getting into trouble. They are therefore more interested in covering their asses than in protecting yours. In that spirit, I submit the following conclusions after my trip to Russia, Ukraine, Germany. And he has some great advice in here. But isn't that amazing? And you can understand why Trump did not get along with the swamp. They cover their asses and they are so risk averse and uncreative and threatened by outside thinking and outsiders. We'll be right back. Right before the election in 72, Jill, Joe, Neil, and I were in his kitchen. How do you forget that? Stevenson says his first inkling something was up came when Jill refused to go with him to meet Bruce Springsteen, who was booked to appear at the Stone Balloon. He said, uh, Jill asked me to keep an eye on the boys. And I just thought to the back of my mind, hmm. That did not make sense to Bill Stevenson, who will be joining us in a moment. One more clip. One day, he says a man came into his bar and asked him to pay damages for a fender bender that involved Jill. He looks at me and he says, oh, she wasn't driving. I said, her beloved Corvette, she wasn't driving it? He goes, Senator Biden was driving it. And I went, what? Wow. Bill Stevenson has very unique insight into Hunter Biden's situation or non-situation in Delaware. This man 
had a much smaller problem, yet was treated radically differently by the same federal government. Uh, Bill Stevenson joins us right now. Uh, Mr. Stevenson, welcome to Newsmax. Thanks for being here. Greg, how are you doing tonight? We're doing Thank terrific. you for giving me this opportunity. Absolutely, Bill. So, Bill, listen, uh, what was that like to hear what you just heard? You know, the official story coming from the now president of the United States and the first lady about how they met. How did they meet, actually? Well, it's actually amazing that I'm getting this opportunity after uh, 40 years. I know it's way back machine, but it's so current right now, I can't believe it. Looking at those videos, uh, I've seen them before. Uh, a lot of people have seen them before. But the problem is they've kept that a total secret. The problem is it's a total lie. Everything they were saying is untrue. I actually met Joe in the summer of 1972, right before his election. I had gone to see Caleb Boggs, who was the current U.S. senator in Delaware at that time, and I said, Newark, Delaware is so corrupt, they're not letting me continue to open my bar. He looked at me, he got really mad, and he said, what do you mean my friends in Newark are corrupt? Get out of my office. And I was shocked. I made a mistake because my grandmother is actually the one that told me to go see Senator Box. She was actually a very big Republican woman in the Philadelphia area, and she was friends with him. If I made a mistake, I should have mentioned my grandmother first, but I didn't. He said, go see that joke, Joe Biden. So I did. I became friends with Joe. I donated to Joe's campaign three different big fundraisers at the Stone Balloon. Not only was Jill at those three big fundraisers, there were 800 other witnesses that always, to this day, mentioned that they were there. Hey, There's Bill, still me, a lot of people that were there. And let's establish, uh, when did you get married to Jill? What was her maiden name, by the way? Her name was Jill Jacobs, and I married her in February of 1970. We met in Ocean City, New Jersey, Greg, in 1969, the summer of 69. I met her, went to Woodstock, came back, asked her to go to a birthday party with me, and the rest is history. And two We years got married... In February of 70. Beautiful. Two years later, uh, you meet Joe Biden and you start, you know, throwing those events and your wife is there. And I guess he noticed he noticed your wife. If he didn't notice her, he was blind. <laughs> this story is just so unbelievable. I don't even know why they made it up. They're getting very upset that I'm saying that they're having an affair in August when they're saying that they actually met in March of 1975. I, uh, we were still married either time. And uh, I don't know why they picked this story, Greg. Have you, it's interesting. I heard you tell the story in 2020. And let's face it, look, not all marriages last and, and things happen. Uh, it's unfortunate. Uh, half of all marriages, they say, end in divorce and infidelity is a big part of that. I sense from you that, you know, you have a lot of beef with Joe Biden, but somehow you're over this. And when you came out, it wasn't like, don't vote for Joe because he, you know, fooled around with my wife. You seem to be totally over it. I never said anything back then. I am. I was so over it almost instantly. Things we got married when we were really young, Greg. Uh, you know, she was 18. I had just turned 21. And uh, <clears throat> it was uh, 
you know, it was a quick romance. We got married. Uh, she started going to the University of Delaware, and I was over. Everything was fine. Everything was going fine. And then all of a sudden, in 1976, they sued me for millions of dollars. They wanted half the stone balloon or $2 million. No, wait, when you say they sued you, you're talking about, you're talking about Senator and Mrs. Joe Biden. Or they weren't even married yet. They weren't married yet. Who sued no, you? No, they weren't married yet. Matter of fact, that's just one of the big things. Uh, I had given her quite a bit of money at this point and continued to pay for her education. That's how little it bothered me. I, I really didn't care. You said the other night, Greg, I have no beef with Jill Biden. I have no beef with my ex-wife, Jill. I'm telling you right now, I've done great over the last 36 years. Uh, I love my wife, Linda. She's sitting right over there behind me right now. And uh, so it turned out to be the best thing that ever happened to me. So if you're watching this right now, if you watch the whole show, you know we're doing something very special on this show. Uh, do me a favor. Tell your friends, okay? Um, we want to get the word out about Newsmax and about this show. So I appreciate it, and I'll be back tomorrow.